The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday, the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2, and then also chapter 2, verses 18 to 26, a portion of Scripture that we believe it's King Solomon who's speaking to us, and he says, Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. I hated all the things I had toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether he will be a wise man or a fool. Yet he will have control over all the work into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a man may do his work with wisdom, knowledge, and skill. And then he must leave all he owns to someone who has not worked for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. What does a man get for all the toil and anxious striving with which he labors under the sun? All his days his work is pain and grief. Even at night his mind does not rest. This too is meaningless. A man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless a chasing after the wind. My dear friends in Christ, when Solomon says meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless, everything is meaningless, he doesn't sound very encouraging at all, but he is stating, as I've said, a very basic life principle that life is meaningless without the Lord. But but Solomon adds, a man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. And, well, Solomon seems to be saying the same thing as the rich fool said in Jesus' parable when he said, eat, drink, and be merry. They seem to be saying the same thing except the rich fool tried to find meaning and happiness in life apart from the Lord. Solomon, however, concerning his joy said, this too I see is from the hand of God, for without him who can eat or find enjoyment. Oh, in his life, especially, you know, the middle years of his life, we could say that was a time when Solomon was led astray. He because of forming treaties with other nations, had multiple wives, and those multiple wives led him in the way of their idol gods, their false worship. And, well, Solomon had looked for joy in those other gods, in the arts, in science, his many wives, his tremendous wealth, his fame, his power, all of those different things, but those things 
didn't bring him real joy. That's why he said, meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. But then by the grace of God, toward the end of his life, it appears that Solomon in faith was able to see that true joy is only ours in the Lord, in the forgiveness, the faith, the peace, the hope, the joy, the, well, for him, the promise of the coming Savior. That's where he found real joy. He found joy in serving the Lord. And such a life, serving the Lord, living for the Lord, is meaningful with everlasting joy. Well, Solomon said, to the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Scripture does say, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So the people who please God, as Solomon is referring to them in this reading, the people who please God, that's referring to believers. And, well, we're by the grace of God believers, and we don't please God because we're such good people, because we aren't. We're sinners who all too often break God's law. But we please God because Christ's blood cleanses us of all of our sin and, and, well, Christ also gives us his righteousness so that we have the holiness and the perfection of Jesus himself. And now that most certainly does, does please God. He gives us faith so that we can know what Jesus has done for us so that we can partake of heaven's eternal joys. And now, isn't it great to know that through faith and because of what Christ gives us, you and I, we're able to please God. We're able to please God. Even though it still is true that all our righteous acts are like filthy rags apart from Christ, well, we aren't apart from Christ. We aren't apart from Christ. The filthy rags of our sinful deeds, those things have all been washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and the sinful part of us has been replaced, the sin in us has been replaced by Christ's righteousness, his holiness. And again, you and I actually do please God. And, and in a sense, the picture that I always paint is think of the young child who colors a picture for mom and dad and, and ultimately the picture is kind of not much, but to mom and dad it's great. And the things that you and I do in faith, even though they're still contaminated by sin, they're still pleasing to God because we're his children and because our filthy rags, again, have been washed clean by the blood of Christ and covered over with Christ's righteousness, his holiness. Well, in this verse, Solomon also talks about the sinner. And according to Solomon, the sinner that's referred to there is, is the person who has rejected Christ and the forgiveness that Christ won for him. 
And that person, he's the sinner because he's stuck with his sins. We're sinners, but ours has been washed away. But the person who has rejected Christ, he's stuck with his sin. He is stuck with his sin, and as a result of that, well, he may become wealthy in this life. That's a possibility, but he can't take his riches with him. We can't take our earthly possessions with us either. But Solomon said it's even meaningless for the unbeliever to be in the spot that he's in where he'd end up going to hell because remember what Jesus has done for all people. For all people he lived and died. For all people he paid for our sins so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You know, everyone could go to heaven because of the work that Jesus has done, but, but people continue to reject him. And it's only the unbeliever's stubborn rejection of Christ that causes his eternal destruction. And again, that's why we'll pray to God, Jesus, keep me near the cross, because there we have a life that's, that's meaningful, now and forever. A life that means we have eternal joy. We don't have a life that's meaningless. Our life is filled with meaning because it's our time of grace. It's our time to learn about our Savior's grace and love, to grow in that grace and love, to rejoice in that grace and love and share that grace and love. And again, look forward to everlasting joy. Our life now with Christ, meaningful, with everlasting joy at even beginning now. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending us your Holy Spirit and making us your believing children so our life has real meaning, a time to grow in your grace and love and to share that grace and love. And we'll have the most meaningful life forever with everlasting joy. All because of Jesus, we pray in his name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.